0: especially as a woman. These highly successful women will share strategies and insights, including what not to do and what it takes to win. And now here's your host,
2: Jennifer Justice. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Taking Care of Lady Business. Today, we have the founders of Pinky on to talk all about their company. If you've not heard about it, you will. I know a lot of you have children on here. Um, and especially especially the girls who are about to start their period, you're definitely gonna wanna tune in. So we have Fiona Simmons and Sunna Clegg from, as I said, co founders of Pinky. Welcome to Taking Care of Lady Business. Thank you.
1: Hi. Hi, Jennifer
2: um both located in New York City so we're all like in the same plane with very sunny backgrounds right now um <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on I had just been reading all about your company when we got introduced for you to be on and so I'm really excited for you to tell everybody um and let's what well, Pinky is so let's start with saying exactly what it is.
1: Sure um I can start with that so my name is Sana again I'm one of the co-founders with Fiona and Basically, Pinky is here to make puberty less complicated, and the way that we decided to do that was we decided that we would be the first U.S.-based um, company to offer small-sized organic period pads for tweens and teens. Believe it or not, this product does not exist today, and Pinky was created based on those ethos of you know having community, having pride, obviously comfort and reliability. We've all know that diaper like feeling very uh, well when it comes to your first pad. And we were hoping to eliminate that for young girls. So they had a pad that fit them perfectly.
2: Amazing. And how old are your uh, girls now?
1: So we have five between us. Mine are in fifth grade and fourth grade and then have a baby girl. And um, Fiona also has fifth grade and third grade. Maybe. Right, Fiona? Third grade? Yes. Second grade. <laughs> second, grade. A second grade. Second I always grade. mix
2: that up. <laughs> Aging her already. And so, how did you come up with this um, idea and concept? So,
0: we came up with it because my daughter asked about periods after
2: reading about it in a babysitter's club book. Mm-hmm. And so we had the yes, talk. Do. Yeah, and I was probably yes, very do. responsible for this as like my daughter was watching with her friend and they were like, What's a period? Yep, that's exactly how it goes. And so I went
0: to the drugstore because I just thought, well, gosh, you know, I haven't thought about like what's right for that age group in, you know, decades. So I went to the drugstore and looked around and I thought, wait a minute, like nothing's changed from what my mom gave me decades ago. And I just thought. Well, I hated that, right? Like I, I always felt that I was walking like I got off a horse and that I was making a ton of noise, you know, it's like really awkward at first. And so I really thought, you know what, There, how is there nothing better? Like how have we not innovated on this? And so I thought, well, gosh, there maybe that's an opportunity for us to, to improve on the marketplace. And so I talked to Sana about it. Um, Son and I know each other from way back. Our children went to preschool together and I think we were at a party, right? Son something like that Mm -hmm. Um, a holiday party in 2019. (laughs) Um, Oh my God. (laughs) I love it. And I mentioned this to her because she obviously has girls as well around the same age. And she's like, oh my goodness, you were absolutely right. We're doing this. Like we are absolutely going to do this. And so it's like one of those things where, you know, how you like, Lie in bed and you dream up of ideas, and yeah, oh, it's totally something I could do. Sana, in my mind, was the one who was really like, "And we're really going to do it."
2: And so, <laughs> it, I'm very thankful for that. And what were you guys doing before this? So, I you had jobs, like yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I um, so I've done a lot of stuff. <laughs> After I graduated from college, I was actually a TV reporter. And then I went to business school and I did investment banking and M&A at um, Citigroup and American Express for, I think, 11 years. Yeah, 11 years total. And then I dabbled in some startup work and then I started
2: Pinky. So I've kind of been, I didn't start with a business background, but ended up there. Yeah, and you're definitely on a fast track with one right now, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I also started with a job in investment banking, and then I did a complete career switch five years into that and did um, fashion and luxury PR for about seven years, which was super fun. I started at Valentino and I really loved it. Learned all the ways to, you know, um, get impressed, media, stylist work. It was really fun. And then I ended up starting my own children's wear line it was called sunny with an a which is i explained to you before the podcast how you pronounce my name but it was also like a fun play on the sun and the moon and uh that i started in 2015 it went pretty well but the pandemic basically just wiped us out a little bit with production and inventory backup everything was being made in china so it was perfect timing it it was almost like written in the stars that fiona found me at this cocktail party like the last one we went to all of us went to for like three years and was like, I have this idea. And I was thinking like, the idea is so good. But I have this children's pajamas line that I really, really like. And then you know, the pandemic hit and then that shut down, obviously, like a small potato apparel business and the pandemic sourced in China was just like, not going to work out at that time. And then we just you know, while our kids were zooming for hours and hours, um, we would be on the phone with each other coming up with the business plan and the marketing plan. And you know, uh, sourcing pads from all over the world to like test them. So I think the pandemic in a way really allowed us to do a deep dive that might have not been so efficient in, in our regular life, you know, because right. we were just home and we had nowhere to go and everybody was on Zoom. And so we were on Zoom too. And so it was nice. It was like an interesting time to develop the brand
2: and the concept. Yeah. Seriously, it was like such a timing um perfect timing mm-hmm. situation. And so how did you as and I love to talk about women as co-founders, you know, in companies, like how did you figure out like if you were going to be good partners or you could do this together, you know, what process think, did you go through?
0: You know, I think from the very beginning Sana and I made this agreement that we would always have open communication, always, right? Like if someone was annoying you or if you thought someone wasn't pulling their weight or you think something should be done one way, we really wanna do what's best for the company. And there's no like egos here, like at all. And so it's, I think that we've done really well with, look, I think this, and then if someone disagrees, like having a conversation about it, and finding like what works, what's the right path to move forward. And I think that's been really instrumental to our success so far. I know Sana has, um, we were talking about earlier, how I think we're complementary. I'll let you talk about that. But I think our communication skills with each other, I think are really good. And I think that's something that we really worked on from the very beginning. But having a co-founder to me is... There is no way I could have done this myself. There's just physically, there's no way I would have enough hours in the day being a mom and trying to run a company. I'm very thankful. And honestly, just for the like moral support, Mm -hmm. when I'm down about something, she's like, no, we have this, like, we've got it. Mm -hmm. Or she's feeling down. I'm like, no, no, it's not a big deal. Like, don't worry about that. We are good. And so we kind of lift each other up. And I love that.
1: Yes, I was telling you earlier, Jennifer, that it's more just making sure when you partner with someone that they have all the yins to your yangs and vice versa. And I think that is really important. I, I have seen a lot of friends get into business together before, and you know, if everyone's bringing the same skill set, things yeah. can get complicated. We were very transparent about what our skill sets were as people and as you know, professionals. And just like the timing was perfect in the brand development, our personalities we have found are very balanced. And whenever she's down, I can get through this, things that really stress me out, don't stress her out. And also, there's no way I could have done this without her. I had a previous business right before this. And the biggest problem there was that there was nowhere no one to kind of keep you going to pick up the slack, meaning the, the work that you weren't good at, you know, like Fiona can build a mean model. And that answers everything. And it's like, 17 spreadsheets linked into one. And <laughs> even though I was an investment banker once upon a time of my life, it just it's just not my forte. Like I love to be on the phone. I'm doing all the PR, the marketing, the business development. And, you know, she's running the investor show and answering all the questions. But together we can answer all the questions. So it's been great. I've learned a lot from her. I think, you know, having respect mm-hmm. is really important. I respect her because she can literally do things that I cannot do at this point. And, uh, you know, just the respect and also like, you know, we're both moms, we do have, like I said, um, seven kids between us. Mm -hmm. So we're very understanding if somebody, you know, has just this morning, my daughter had to get her teeth pulled. So it was one of those things that a parent had to be at, you know, it's just we're very understanding that we are working moms and a family of working dads as well. And so, you know, we give each other this respect and space to to do both.
2: Well, I think you really hit it when it's like the yin to my yang and that you figured out very early on that you can't have the same skill set. I've started a company with somebody with my same skill set. And I was like, wait, who's doing the stuff that we don't want to do then? You know what I mean? And it's, it's not okay. And so you really have to get in before you start a company together and you should you know, ask all the questions like, you know, and and I love that also that like when I'm up, you're down or the things that like bother you don't bother her, you know, like to really get down. It's not just the the actual tactical. It's like the things you can do. It's the emotional. It's like, you know, the family situations and it's like a full 360 evaluation
1: of how Mm -hmm. you guys
2: can partner uh, down the line, which I think is so important. And so many people just rush into it. I've done it myself, just rush into a company and be like, no, this is going to be great. And it's like, no, 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 no. We think like, yeah, it's exciting. It's all very exciting in the beginning, but like how are you actually going to run it? What's actually going to happen on a day-to-day basis? Because it's not as sexy once you get into it on a day-to-day basis, right? You know, and all No, not at all. Right, (laughs) exactly. It's been great though to see, to see
0: like how we've learned about like things we talk about like complementary skill sets and then learning skill sets you never even knew you had like right. you know when you are onboarded with a retailer there's all this like back end work that you have to do like technology so like your systems talk to their systems and neither of us has a background in that and sana has just like picked it up and run with it and it's been amazing mm-hmm. to see
2: I love that you're the one who deals with all the models, which to me is like a nightmare, like trying to figure Mm -hmm. that out. But the technology part, I love it. I love spending time in Excel. (laughs) I had a conversation with a client last week that they wanted all the stuff in Excel. And I was like, I'm a lawyer by trade. I don't do Excel.
1: It is my life
2: goal to never do excel <laughs> like why would I learn that this like at this part of my career and like no um all right so you figured out how you could run the company together and be you know partners etc so when did you officially launch pinky
1: I think we launched officially we've had a couple of launches because we you know we were tr- testing the market I think we officially launched probably January 2022 yeah we with product yeah, and with market, product. that's right. With yeah, product in market. Yeah. We had like taken the
0: steps in terms of like corporate documents and organization and incorporating that sort of thing back in 2020, but actual like product in market, like selling mm-hmm. full fledged operating company, January
2: 2022. And then so how did you figure out how to manufacture you know an mm. organic pad? Like
1: it's well, oh yes.
0: It, it <laughs> a lot. Um When we started, you know, we were, so number one, we were very particular. We had a custom size. And when we say size, it's not just shorter, it's also narrower because the gusset of the underwear is smaller, right? The smaller size underwear you get. And so we were very particular about having a custom sized pad. And a lot of the factories that we talked to when they're doing something custom, the amount that you have to order would fit a small nation, right? Like you have to buy millions of pads. And at the time we were bootstrapped. And so we just didn't have the budget for that sort of thing. And so it took a lot. We sourced um, samples from a lot of different factories across the globe. And of course, with any sort of period product, the testing window is only once a month. Mm -hmm. So then inherently you have some time delays associated with that. But eventually we did find a partner who would make the exact specifications that we were looking for with a minimum order quantity size of something Mm -hmm. that would be palatable to us. And so that's when we decided to do a market test, but it took a while.
1: And I want you to know that this included me and Fiona, mostly Fiona going to the Target out in Long Island and during the pandemic and buying underwear for girls and like measuring each one. So we really were getting the sizing right. Right. Um, And of course we have a lot of girls in our house, so we also had all their stuff. So, you know, it was just like really getting it right, not just guessing it. Right. It had to fit these pads.
2: Right. So then you finally figure out the product that you want, right? Mm -hmm. And then you were bootstrapping. And so and then you launch and then so now what you raised money? How did you fund everything?
1: Well, we've been bootstrapped until now, we are currently closing our first um, investment round. And so yeah, that's how we funded everything that's in it. That's That's another skill set is how to do all of this while bootstrapping. And, you know, in this process, we've accomplished so much. We went from small vendors to now a national retail chain across the U.S., which we can't announce just yet. We're like four weeks shy of like when we can publicly say it. Um, But, you know, all of that was done while we were bootstrapping and using our own funds to do everything, all the marketing, all the like preparation for you know, retail accounts, really everything. Um, it was a lot. Like Fiona says, it's like you jump off a cliff every day and you just hope to build a plane on the way down because right. half the stuff we're like, what is this? Like when we signed up with the national retailer, they're like, we have to make sure you're EDI compliant. And we're literally like, what does EDI mean? Right. Um, and then, you know, it was like that. What does EDI mean, by the way? It means electronic data interchange interface. Yeah. interface or sa- it's basically like, Let's say I mean we're not at Saks, obviously. That's why I'm going to use that. Um, So let's say when Saks buys, uh, you know, dresses from a brand, their communications have to talk the logistics and the shipping. So it's not like you're picking up a phone and calling somebody like, "I need 10 dresses," in the, you know, in the Florida store, it's like it's all um, automated communication between warehouse and logistics, and basically just getting that set up is a monumental task. I have a folder that's like four inches thick of notes and slides and I don't even know what. Um, but, you know, you just do it. You just get up every day. You're like, today I'm going to figure out how to link the inventory system <laughs> to the warehouse. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but to answer
0: your question, we did, um, we opened up credit cards, right? Like business credit cards, we looked for 0% APR for like, what was it? 16 months, something like that. So that gave us float. So that was basically like a loan with no interest attached. And so that helped us in the very beginning. We were very frugal and thoughtful. So for instance, when we set up our corporate documents, we use Clerky, which is an online legal provider. And the reason we use Clerky is because I'm a big fan of Y Combinator, which is a big, I guess you call it like an accelerator um, VC in California. And what they do is really respected. And so if people are familiar, safe financing documents, which is, I think, a simple agreement for future equity, which is very popular amongst like the startup community right now, they were the inventor of those. So they're very well respected and they highly recommend. I think they actually invested in Clerky. And so we use them to keep the prices down in terms of all the costs associated with setting up a company. Um, our graphic design was done by a friend who was very, very talented. We paid her, but it wasn't like agency rates. My friend happened to be married to a patent attorney. So when we did our patent, he gave mm-hmm. us like a friend's oh, family rate. Yeah, so things like that. On we tried it. To be, yeah, we tried to be very, very thoughtful about every dollar that we mm-hmm. spent. Um, and so I, I will be honest, though, now that we... Are closing our first round. It is amazing not to have to worry
1: about like every single penny that mm-hmm. goes on the door.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: We have to use our own kids for the models for the website. You know, yeah. <laughs> All of our kids are right. models for we're the really website. We don't need to pay anybody, and they're friends. They're, they're... <laughs> yeah, but then you're
2: also um, making it not weird to talk about periods, etc. With a young no, age. exactly. You know? Yeah,
1: that and was that so was important, important, important thing
0: with boys at home, right? Like my son knows everything about my son's my, so Sana has a son who's younger, but my son is my oldest. And so he knows everything about pads and periods and puberty. The conversations we have around the dining room table, like would make Mm -hmm. you just blush, but it's great because that's part of what we want to do. Like there is no, there should be no stigma associated with this. Every person goes through this process as they move from being a child to an adult, it should not be awkward. Or I understand like with that age group, everything's awkward. We try to make it as let as least awkward as possible by talking about it and normalizing it. Right. Exactly.
2: I know, because it can be scary, you know, and so on top mm-hmm. of it, you don't want to have to then be so uncomfortable, but you have a, a foot long pad that like literally makes you feel like you're riding a horse, you know, and, and, it's, a diaper.
1: and it's noisy too, because if it's yeah. big, it like, it just like moves around a lot. Yes. That's true. So... I totally forgot about that. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, girls, I remember it so well. You know, um, and then another, another part of the pad, I just want to cook on it that we, um, we really really. Redesigned was the clingy plastic stretchy wrapper, you know that it comes in. Yeah, you know, like pulling it and it's like tearing and it's loud and it's ugly. We have these patent pending wrapper pouches that you just slip the pad out of. And when you're changing your pad, you can put your used one in the new one's pouch and just oh, like good. dispose it. So no yeah. wrapping of toilet paper yeah. around it and hiding it and Fiona all is, of that.
2: Showing it if
1: anybody yeah. is wants
2: to <laughs> <he's gone> <laughs> version of this. Uh, that's awesome. And so is it also D2C?
1: You can buy it. it. Is. Yeah. yeah. Is it's that how you D2C. launched originally? Yeah. Yes. We launched D2C it's, and then we launched our Amazon store to much success um, in uh, August. And we just um, secured a contract with a very big national retailer. will be in over 500 stores nationwide starting at the end of March. Um, and we're just being, you know, we're just being asked to not announce that obviously until it's on the shelves for obvious reasons, but we're very excited. We have a lot more in the pipeline. So, you know, it, it, it just, it was moving quickly, but like we said, we are building our planes every day <laughs>
2: right? <seriously. laughs> and figuring
1: it out. And so it's really exciting, really exciting. So talk more
2: about, um, cause you know, everyone knows all the statistics about women raising money and this was a seed round or friends and family, right? basically. It was
0: originally like an angel friends and family that I think probably morphed into a seed because we were oversubscribed. And so just the round grew. Um, So kind of transitioned more into a seed, which we're thrilled about, obviously, given the current funding environment is very, very difficult to have that type of support behind us has been amazing.
2: But you did it. I mean, I think you know, you probably did it in in a better way in that you launched bootstrapping, right? Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. you had some actual revenue, right that was is that was that I, I don't know I'm am I right in this? <laughs> you tell me. And <laughs> yeah, you that, started raising money That's so right people could see the trajectory and they could see that there is like some real need for this, right? So you, mm-hmm. you, know, you put out your quote unquote MVP and then built on that. That's yes. exactly
0: right. I okay. think um you know we wanted to understand what the feedback was from our target market in the very beginning. And so we actually sold to a lot of schools, all-girls schools, so we could get that active feedback and the feedback that we received from the nurses getting it from their students was very very positive. And so that was great as a data point, right, to show proof of concept. And then really for us the the transformational move was the launch on Amazon Mm -hmm. um, because you have people who go there, they're high intent to purchase. That's why they're on Amazon. And there's just so, I mean, it's just so massive. And so getting the feedback from our community there and then seeing our month over month growth rates on Amazon, you can see that there is demand for this. And so that I think has been an easier conversation with investors um mm-hmm. to prove that we actually have something here.
2: Right. That's amazing. You no know, and obviously it's a great way to do it and to be able to do it and I don't know if it was by design or not but it's <laughs> it works out really well that way, right? And then what about who are the investors? Are they men, women,
0: So it is, we have a mix, we do have some couples. um, So either friends or family that have come in, and then we have some institutional angel groups and family offices. So it's a mix, to be honest, which is actually quite refreshing to see. Because initially, when we went out to the market before we had some of these data points, it was a much tougher conversation. Because yes, we're women, but obviously our product is female focused. And so when you're talking to a room full of men, that is a much harder conversation
2: but you have men who in, who invested like what you know and, and everybody i know that other people i've talked to are female founders you know who had tampons etc like it was a very difficult conversation with men um in the room and they all they had to do is you know they had to move it away from the icky topic of a, a topic of a period and literally just talk about the financial like aspect of it and how much money they would make so sana do you
0: want to give your example on the analogy that we use to make men understand, like why a higher quality pad is important. No, you the got. Paper I, example. Okay. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not,
1: this is your idea. I don't want to steal your thunder. You know. So you know, we were struggling with t- um, explaining to them why the younger girls needed a higher quality product. So like a softer organic cotton top sheet and a smaller pad, and all of this. And they just couldn't understand why the product needed to be different than what was available. So I came up with the analogy of a toilet paper. I was like, you know, when you go buy toilet paper, you can buy Charmin with the bears and the softness, or you could buy, you know, like the cheapy cheap, like Scott paper, which doesn't feel very good against your skin. And they were like, Oh, we get it. (laughs)
2: it's so, only men who really care about that because
1: we've been yeah. dealing with like our <laughs> products. We're like, who
2: cares? Yeah. Scott and whatever, but guys
1: take it yes. so
2: seriously,
1: so serious. So they totally understood it right Where They're like, Oh, I see. It. I'm like, so it's just like having it super soft Charmin versus it, you know, like the cheap toilet paper that's like in the public bathrooms. And so they got that. But my favorite thing, actually, I'm going to have Fiona tell you cause it happened uh, when she was there. Just like a really funny thing that like, you know, men say as they want to learn about the business, but they're always like, don't know how to ask about it or how the right. product works. So, you know, we've gotten some like very funny, you know, with some very funny things. One of my favorite ones is to so do you change it once a week? And you're like, no, you change it like every, you know, like couple hours, depending on what your situation is. So it's been really um, Eye opening, you know that they just really don't know much about it.
2: Did you see um, the whole um, the whole series that Feminist Fabulous was doing on Instagram, going up to men and asking how many tampons, girl? Yes. yes, like how how many tampons they use during each period cycle? They're like one or like some <laughs> like you know, it's like no one was even like remotely
0: right, I'm remotely right, it's not even <laughs> close. Well, it's like that astronaut. I forget who it was—the female, one of the female astronauts who went to space—and they gave her like a hundred tampons for like a four-day flight, and it's like a (laughs) hundred tampons, and these are literally (laughs) rocket science. She's bleeding out for other reasons
2: at that point, (laughs) like
0: you know. So funny, but we got—you know—we we got the standard. Okay, well, let me talk to my wife. And then inevitably, they go home and talk to their wife or daughter, whoever. And then we get the email. It's like you just know at like 9 p.m. The email is going to arrive. And not, sure enough, 9 o'clock. Well, over dinner tonight, you know, I raised with my wife. And she thinks it's actually a
2: really great idea. And I'm like, and there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, you were going to tell me some other reactions, etc. Like, what other things were men like saying oh, and asking? Well, you know, I know we talk you know about
0: getting bad advice right? right so i would say the bad advice that we've gotten that ranks way up there <laughs> um i was talking with um i was talking with someone who was kind of like an advisor who was male and i was saying you know it's it's a harder conversation when you're sitting with a group of men because i think there is inherent bias number 1 but when you're talking about a female product. It's just, it makes it even more difficult for them to understand just like the nuances and the mechanics. And so this person actually said to me, well, when you have your meeting, why don't you bring a man with you and you can have the man explain to the men about your product. And I'm like, come wait, what come again? And he's like, well, you know, get a man to explain it to the men. And I'm like, do you understand how problematic that is? What you just said? (laughs) Right, And right. so that to me is just like, oh my gosh, the answer is not necessarily getting a man to explain to a man, like it is our product and it should be fine coming from us, right? You're not going to get a different story coming from a male. It,
2: it was just and it but that. Was, and how oh is the God. man going to explain it? Like what, like, how is he going to get it any more than anyone else? I don't I know I think I've the been man
0: was, could explain it better was basically yes. a yeah. man, well, man
1: could explain so, it, your one that the one that the one I was flabbergasted. I was one of our first meetings. We went to this pretty bro-y office of VC investors with the vest and the whole thing. And they literally were like, so after we gave the whole speech, they were like, so why don't you just get your husbands to invest in this? And you're like, well, well we've that's... been bootstrapping it. We've been all investing in it as, as like a couple, but but like, would you have asked me this if I was like a 30 year old male? Like, why is it well, like, they'll they'll it? you know, it's just, yeah. yeah, it's just funny stuff like that. But, you know, we are, as far as the funny stuff goes, we are very grateful for the, for the male investors that we do have because, you know, they understand the product. They like the numbers and the, the, the clear thing is the crystal clear thing is that the numbers are doing the talking. So, yeah, you know, we're very excited about that. Um, if you understand no, the product, or that's fine, but, um, you know, the numbers have been fantastic for us for a new product, both on Amazon and our website. And, um, you know, we were able to secure this national retailer pretty quickly, because as soon as we explained to them what our product was solving for, which is this white space where high quality period protection doesn't exist and size smaller for younger girls, they picked us up immediately. I think it was in like the first eight and a half minutes of the meeting that they were kind of like, all right, sounds good. Like, Let's circle back with more information. So, probably it took um, me longer to get the meeting, right? Yes, yes. And you know, that was another yang moment because I remember Fiona was like, I don't think we're ready. And she was right, you know, in a lot of ways. And I was like, "Ah, nah, the worst I can say is say no. And you know, when we were raising, we're going to raise money recently. I was like, Fiona, I just don't think we're going to raise money in this really crappy market. And she was like, I'll figure it out. So it was just sort of, been great to have each other during those moments where I would have definitely shied away from, you know, just given the market and how horrible it is from leading a investing round. And she was able to sort of like just focus and do it. And she, and we did it. Like we raised the money. Everyone's a little surprised because, you know, it's been hard for CPG companies, but I just think again, like Fiona, that model, that has been talking to all the investors (laughs) really speaking well, right. (laughs) No, that's
2: amazing. And then so when you were talking to all these people and raising and trying to raise money, like at the end of the day, um, you said you were oversubscribed. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. And how long will this money get you before other people? Because I know after this, people are going to look into this and want to, you know, they hear this episode, they're going to want to like, find out when you're going to raise, you know, the next round.
0: Uh, our goal is to make it last as long. It it gives us a great runway, right? It's not going to be a 2023 event. It'll probably be 2024 Mm -hmm. before we have to go back. And, you know, we did that intentionally because we want to be able to have a number of retailers under our belt by the time we go back to market to raise money again, to put us in a very, very strong position. And so, you know, did we, even though we were going out raising a particular amount of money Because we're oversubscribed, it made us think, okay, great, let's take the funds, right? We'll take Mm -hmm. the dilution now, we'll take the funds, that will lead us to, you know, mid next year, let's say, and then that will put us in a stronger position for the next round. So that's kind of how we approached it.
2: I love it. Um, And I love all the stories and the bad advice. Like one of the things that I always ask at the very end is what's the worst advice you've ever received. But I think we've already gone over. All <laughs> <of that. laughs> I remember so much like being in uh, I, when I worked at the company before I started my own business and raising money and I would take my associate in who was junior to me, work for me, and they would literally ask him all the questions. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me like easily 10 to 15 years younger than me. And like, I had all the credentials and he's great, but he was like, uh, I don't know. And look at me. And then, you know, he, he did the model and he could answer any of those questions, but it was just like, it was so biased and so early on, but I'm glad that like, you know, look, some guys are still going to ask those ridiculous questions, but there's more and more of them that are like, you know what, this is a need, you know, financially, it's going to make us money. And, you know, um, I'm sold in at a much sooner rate than it has been in the past. So kudos to you for doing that and raising the money that you have raised in this short period of time and literally one of the worst markets because it's so like uncertain right now. Everybody keeps talking about what's happening, but no one's seen exactly what's happening yet. So (laughs) um, that's awesome. And it's obviously a product
1: that every single young girl can use when she starts her period. Yeah, we're so excited about being part of their journeys. And so, what is?
0: Oh, sorry, no. Oh, I was just gonna say, you know, to on the investor point, it's really refreshing when you. So, for instance, one of our investors um, who came in, it was one of those where it was just, it was a room full of men, and the energy was amazing. It was amazing. We got off the call. We had it was on a Zoom. And son and I spoke to each other after the fact and we're like, they were amazing. And you can just tell when they have an open mind and they're, you know, they really want to learn, they want to understand. And it was so refreshing and we're so happy to have them on board. So to your point, you know, they're, they're all different types of people out there. You have to do a lot of work to find the ones that are the right fit for your company. But when you find them, you just know. It's kind right. of like
2: dating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of is actually. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And also helps that in the long run too, make it a much better like experience investors that understand you and get you and aren't like question make like asking questions that you're just like, this is so one oh one. You should have, you know, we, we shouldn't even be in the same room. Mm-hmm. Um, people who you can really support you. So I want to know what is the like um what is the future of Pinky. Actually, want to ask another question why is it that puberty is you might have covered this earlier but like why is it that when girls are starting their period so much younger and all the research that you've done
1: so what we've learned in our research is that it's environmental um it's the food the hormones you know it's all of that it's also just the pandemic has caused stress made uh, puberty onset earlier so it's just a whole slew of things but the age has now dropped to 11.9 And there's been many articles um, in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Washington Post about how puberty has actually keeps dropping uh, younger and younger and some as early as eight or nine years old. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, for that age group and and this phenomenon, there really isn't a product until Pinky came along to basically like be there for these girls. Like if you get your period at nine and the amount of feedback we get, you know, from real customers, from our website, from Amazon it's just phenomenal. Like everyone is so grateful and thankful product. Right. Um, we're really excited that, you know, we've hit, we've hit something, a place that people like really need us.
0: And I think there's no one answer why Yeah. Um, weight also has something to do with it. And that was mm-hmm. exacerbated by the pandemic because everybody was at home. No one was going out, you know, no one's exercising, getting physical activity outdoors you know, socializing, like playing sports, that sort of thing in group settings because fat cells carry more estrogen. And so that, so if you are putting on weight that can help exacerbate the onset of puberty. And so, but it's not, I mean, the answer is, it's just like Sunna said, it's not one, it's not one thing. It's just kind of this coalescence of a lot of different factors
2: and what about boys and your it's same they're hitting puberty earlier too do you know this i mean we don't it is not <laughs> I'm not now. acting like your doctors or anything it's just now out curiosity no no on.
0: this is like you know armchair research where we are no. not doctors we are mothers so we can speak from that perspective but from the research and the articles that have come out boys are starting earlier but it's not pronounced like girls and that also could be a factor of with girls, it's a lot easier to tell, like you could actually like the period, this is the marker, right. And the stake in the ground. So it's easier to track versus, you know, with a boy, is it like the Adam's apple? Is it the hair? Like things like that. So it's a little bit harder to pinpoint.
2: Yeah. All right. So back to my question before I got sidetracked on puberty and when it starts. Um, So what is the future of pinky? So we are, um, we
0: have a lot of fun things in the works. Um, Obviously, we want to expand uh, as much as we can. Uh, We're not going to stick to solely pads. Um, I think that that was the most important for us to start with because it is a very identifiable need in the market. But we do want to be the go to brand for any other type of products that boys or girls who are going through this transition in their lives may need. And those products look different between males and females. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, as we grow, we're gonna be looking at like, what is the next step? You know, what which product makes the most sense for us and what does our community want? I do think, I mean, I don't think I'm giving any sort of secrets away tampons obviously would be the next logical step for us as girls transition from pads to tampons but then there'll be other things in the works as well so it's Amazing. exciting
2: no i'm excited i'm excited about your future i'm excited about everything you've built you know um obviously i will be a user uh, well a buyer anyway i don't know <laughs> but i won't be using them but... <laughs> You never know. Uh, But, you know, so thank you so much for everything you have done and for young girls, you know, it's amazing. And I just love that you, you know, were having drinks one, you know, night and then it turned into this company, Uh, you know, and I love it. It's like, I look, I had kids, my close group of friends, not many of them had kids. And so you know, just to be like the strength and the bond that you can have with other moms. Like I used to hear about it and I was like, Oh, that's, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, you started a company based on your kids going to preschool together, you know? (laughs) And so it's, I love that story in general. Um, But uh, I know that you all have to go and, um, you know, solve the world's problems right now. So we're going to let you go, but thank you so much for coming on, taking care of lady business. If people want to find you, um, like websites, socials, et cetera, where can they do that?
1: Sure. Um, we are on pinkypads.com, which is P I N K I E pads.com. You can find us on Instagram at that handle, at pinkypads. And um Amazon, we're on there. You can search for Pinky Pads and we'll come up. And then our TikTok handle is, Fiona, what is our TikTok handle? It's the same, At Pinky Pads. Same, At Pinky Pads. Okay. This we're very
0: active. It. We're probably, <laughs> if you're
2: looking for us, we're most active on TikTok. Yeah. I would yeah. assume given the age range. Yes, <laughs>
1: yeah. A lot of period um, hacks on there from us.
2: <laughs> and I cannot wait um to hear who this retailer is, who is smart enough to carry all your <laughs> products. And hopefully it'll be one that I can actually go. To um, nearby, so <laughs> fingers crossed, it's yeah, one I think, you'll be, yeah, I think exactly. you'll be able to get there. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. with um, right. thank you so much for coming on to taking care of Lady Business. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. Until next time, I'm Jennifer Justice.